Thank you for downloading this episode of the Mac Report Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our subscribers over at themacreport.com. Their support allows us to bring you our coverage of Merrimack Athletics. If you are a subscriber, I thank you. And if you're interested in becoming a subscriber and gaining access to all of our coverage, head on over to themacreport.com today and sign up. If you don't want to subscribe but still want to support us, please rate and review our podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Once again, thank you to our subscribers for making our coverage possible. And now, on to this week's episode. Uh, I, I guess to start off just with how everything transpired over the weekend with an unexpected weekend off. How does that kind of change everything or anything? If it changes anything at all going into this week, you got to, at least you don't have the week off. You got the Wednesday game, but how does it kind of change the schedule when you, you unexpectedly lose a couple of games over the weekend? Well, you know, it, it's, it's really difficult for your players. You know, we were you know getting ready. We knew it was a big weekend and knew that UConn was a very good opponent. Uh, we'd come off a disappointing result over Thanksgiving break with the lost union where we didn't play very well. Uh, we were kind of pointing towards this weekend to get back on track. And, you know, when you have that thrown at you in the middle of the afternoon on a Friday, um, hard to practice that day. You know, the players just, you know, just not um, not going to get much out of them. And then on Saturday, there's a lot of things that are already in the building because we're not supposed to be here. And uh, so we ended up giving them Friday and Saturday off. Um, not a horrible thing, but certainly not, not something you really want to do um, this time of year. And then, um, you know, she got back at it Sunday and, you know, have, have practiced since. But, you know, it, it's it's hard to change on the fly, and not, especially completely unexpected. But, um, you know, we'll see how it affects us tomorrow. Question for me, Yeah, Coach, obviously you saw UMass, you know, first weekend out of the year as far as league play is concerned or early on in the season. What have you seen out of your team since that point and as far as growth-wise is concerned? And, you know, where do you guys kind of stand as far as improvements have been made in the – the lineup and whatnot and heading into Wednesday night? Well, I think we're, we're a different team as we know ourselves a lot better than we did back then. Um, you know, I think we're still a team in progress, uh, in process, I should say, uh, trying to find our ideal lineup. Um, but I, I think, you know, we were a better team than we were then. Uh, they are too, uh, for sure. Um, we will have to, you know, our defensive play, our play without the puck, particularly in our own end uh, D zone and, and obviously, in our special teams has to be better. Uh, we've seen some progress in that on the last couple of weeks, and hopefully that continues going into this weekend. I mean, this week. Uh, it'll be really important uh, that it does because they're going to put a lot of pressure on us in our own end. They, they always do. Question for Mike Backnick. Yeah, just wondering back on UConn, what's the process involved in trying to get those games rescheduled? Um, you know, does the league get involved or is it just the two schools that are talking? And I know John and I, for example, we're just taking a look at the schedule and there's really not many, if any, open weekends. And uh, so probably going to end up being some midweek games. But I'm just wondering where that stands. Yeah, I, you know, that's kind of above my pay grade. I, uh, you know, I think that's one of the slippery slopes about going down this road is now you have to find uh, time in our schedule that will not hurt our second half. Um, and that's frustrating uh, with things the way things were lined up uh, to have that happen to you. 
Um, you know, the other part of that slippery slope, what happens if the next time we're supposed to play, we have a couple of guys out with injuries. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really um, a fan of the rescheduling process right now. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm sure that uh, that will be handled by the league and by the school administrators. And, you know, there's, there's other things, you know, building availability and things like that that have to go into it. Um, but hopefully whatever it is, it's uh, in the best interest of the student athletes. Question for Mike McMahon. I was wondering your thoughts on UMass and, and how you think they kind of compare to what you saw earlier in the year. I know they're missing some guys now. Uh, I watched their game on Friday and it seemed like they, you know, we're trying to keep things a little more simpler. Uh, they still have some guys in the lineup for sure, but some forwards missing. Have they, have they played any differently in these last couple of games from what you've seen on video than what you saw earlier in the year? Or do they still pretty much look like the same group? Well, interestingly enough, I think that what's happened to them because of, you know, being nicked up in certain areas, they've had other players who have really jumped to the forefront uh, and, and really accelerated their development. I, I think they're playing harder if that's possible. Uh, they played harder against the than I thought they've played all year. Um, and they're really relying on their habits and they're digging into them. Uh, I was really impressed with them on video. I, I think they um, there'll be a scary out when they do get uh, everybody lined up again. But uh, right now they are playing very, very well and a lot of confidence in their goaltender. The defensive core, I know that Carve has commented on this before, is, you know, is one of the best in the league that can get pucks out uh, and certainly is an offensive threat as well. So um, they'll be a very difficult out tomorrow. I was really impressed with their games with Lowell and how, battle, how they were battled and how they competed. And uh, obviously they came out on top of one of them and almost in the other one. Did you have a follow-up there, Mike? Oh, it was it was unrelated. So you can you can go to the next guy. I'll, I'll oh, sure. Wait. Sure. Be polite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question for me. Yeah, coach. I was just wondering where you guys are health wise. I know last time we talked uh, ahead of the union weekend, you had a couple of guys, especially Zach, who was still trying to get through some uh, health related issues. Where are you guys, as far as that's concerned, and what's the goaltending situation looking like? Obviously, with the midweek game, and then. You have that exhibition action on uh, the following the coming Sunday with uh, the U.S. National Development Team. Yeah, you know, I think um, we're in a good place health-wise. Christian Felton uh, is, is starting his process of coming back with the broken thumb. Um, and, you know, we have uh, – we've been battling for the last, you know, li literally six weeks with – I'm not sure if it's a flu bug or what the bug is, but it's it takes you down. It has not taken uh, – well, it took one of our staff down and – it's taken various players on at different times, but we've been able to avoid the, you know, real team wide outbreak of that. Um, but we have had a lot of individuals go down with it, but we seem to be on, <clears throat> excuse me, seem to be on the other side of it right now. Um, and, you know, excited about, you know, the next three games, you know, with the Dartmouth game added into that uh, should give us the two non-league games should give us an opportunity to see everybody. <coughs> um, and then tomorrow's obviously a, a huge tilt with, you know, the defending national champion. Another question from Mike McMahon. Uh, kind of going through practice last week. I know we <laughs> talked last Tuesday. Uh, we talked about, you know, the last couple of games and, and maybe the end that Holy Cross game and the Union game and how there was kind of a lull there where maybe you guys just weren't able to, to do some things you wanted to do offensively. You had mentioned, um, you know, some of it was just can be a confidence thing sometimes. Did you feel like that was built up last week over the course of practice? I felt really good about it. I mean, I, I know that, um, you know, it's, it's easy to say today, but we were um, – I think we were in a really good place heading into the weekend. I think, 
you know, we understand one of our biggest challenges is that we have players who have played for us in the past who aren't playing every night. Um, staying together and playing as a group and team first mentality is a really hard thing to do when, you know, you've had your cake and now you don't have it. Um, and we really worked on that last week with individual meetings, with group sessions and just different things to try to make sure we were all on the same page. And I feel like we've moved in a really good direction in that, in that regard. It's important. We have a, we have a lot of players who can help us win hockey games and staying connected uh, when you're not in the lineup is an important way to um, really get yourself into the lineup. So we have um, you've been working on that. Last week was a big week of it. Uh, yeah, that will continue this week moving forward. But um, that was the biggest thing I saw going into the last week, just to make sure we were able to you know, push that forward and push that agenda forward um, so our team could stay healthy you know, mentally and physically. Question from John. Yeah, Scott, just a general question here. It was uh, announced that the Friendship uh, Four will be coming back uh, to Belfast next year. A couple of hockey teams going over, UMass and UMass Lowell. I'm wondering what, uh, what you think about that tournament. What do you think about it coming back? And is there a chance Merrimack could participate in that down the road? Uh, all three positives. I think uh, we certainly uh, are interested in being part of that in the future. I think we're in the discussion for the following year. Um, not sure where that's gone, but I know that our schedule has been kind of interpreted with that possibility. Um, and I, I've only been there once and it was with Providence and it was a great experience, uh, really an experience way beyond the, the hockey experience. The hockey's good. The, you know, Belfast is a hockey town. They, they draw really well, but, um, you know, the other parts of that experience going into the elementary schools, uh, learning a little bit about the divisiveness of the, of some of the things that have happened over there. Uh, the challenges the people still live with today. Uh, I, I thought it was an unbelievable educational visit for us, and I'd love to take our team there to experience that same thing. Question from Mike Macknick. Yeah, just looking ahead to tomorrow night again. Um, so it seems like even though you know they have been banged up a bit, had some guys out of the lineup, but you know special teams for them has always been pretty good the last couple of years, and you know that's an area where even you know where they may have been missing some players are still able to put some guys out on those units that can, uh, you know, really make a difference in a game. So as you look at in particular tomorrow night uh, against them on the power play and the, and the penalty kill, um, where do you think you guys stand and what do you guys need to do against them? Well, the first thing, and this is true in both of those situations, but also five on five, you, you have to be willing to um, win the net front uh, to do everything you can to put yourself in the best, best position in front of their net. Uh, and they keep them away from yours because they really attack that as well as any team in our league. Um, you know, I think actually they've changed the rules uh, a little bit and made them more stringent because of how hard UMass attacks the net since Greg's been there. Um, and they do it very cleanly, but they just do it very aggressively. So we have to be willing to, you know, take the bodies away from the net. We have to be willing to work hard to get inside their big bodies at the net front. Um, and truly, if you're going to beat UMass, you, you have to win that eight feet of, you know, eight square feet of ice right in front of the net at both ends of the rink. Uh, and that's true on special teams as well. Um, you know, there's power play goal at, at Lowell, just a shot rebound, and they'll be there for the rebound. You need to make sure you're there for the rebound too. And don't don't make your goalie make two saves when he could just make one. Um, that will be critical for our PK. And our power play is just going to get pucks there and get people there. Uh, it's really simple, really easy recipe for success. You put pucks at the net front, you're going to have a chance to make a play and, and hopefully improve your power play. Question for Mike McMahon. Uh, Max Newton might be 
I think statistically might be the best faceoff guy in the country. Uh, and I noticed this, I was looking at it this week. You have a lot of guys who uh, over the last year, since he's kind of been in the locker room that have improved over their career average on faceoffs. just team wide, the faceoffs have been better. He's obviously a big part of that overall number, but how much uh, is that kind of worked on in practice? And how much do you think that those guys, uh, those other guys around him have maybe improved because of the fact that they've got to go up against him in practice throughout the week. And, and maybe, you know, he's giving guys pointers. I don't know, but it just seems like since he's been here, not only has his percentage contributed to an overall winning percentage being up a lot more on the faceoff dot, but you've got a bunch of guys who uh, behind him on that, on that depth chart that have also increased overall. Well, I think the, you know, two things, you know, really number one, when you have a player like Max who wins the majority of his faceoffs and you're sitting on the bench as a forward and you realize uh, how many times his line and his line mates start with possession. Um, it's hard not to want to be better. You know, <laughs> it's hard not to look at that and say, hey, we got to get closer to that uh, model than, than defending all the time off of face-offs or 50-50s. And Max, <coughs> sorry, Max has uh, done a really good job of communicating with his teammates, trying to help them with that. Um, but I think he, he's just raised the standard of that part of our team's play uh, and it affects all five guys in the ice and in six, including the goalie was in defensive zone. So certainly his, his success, his emphasis on that uh, makes our team better. It makes our individuals better. And I, and I think it's something that we'll take forward when Max is gone as well, which has been a really nice benefit to having him here. 